You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. You know that movie Twister with Helen Hunt? You know Helen that movie Hunt? Twister with Helen Hunt. Oh, I'm sorry, we're not playing that game. <laughs> what, what is that game? <laughs> like Mockingbird? You uh, know. I don't know it, unfortunately. That, you know the movie Twister with Helen Hunt? I do. That, it's a classic. <laughs> yes. It's not the movie to watch this week, though. Don't talk about it like that. It's not a joke. You're joking about a tornado that hit our town. You no. realize this. Yeah, you are. That's not a joke. It could have hit our house. It could. Yeah, we're in the town where the tornado hit this week. No, nobody would know at that. Jefferson what? City, Missouri. We're not in the town, so we did not get hit. But some people did, and three people died. But not in this town, up the, up the road a bit. Yeah, there was a tornado. But there's destruction, and if you start looking at pictures, it is terrible. And all, all I had to do was change its its angle or its trajectory by like 2%, and it would have just swapped right down our road and right past us and sucked us up in it. So don't joke about it. Jefferson City um, City is really destroyed. I saw pictures today. Well, part of it. Not the whole thing. Right. Obviously, there's just like a swath, as tornadoes do. Um, but it's pretty bad. It went right past the Capitol building. This is the state Capitol, which is currently covered with a great big tarp thing because they're repairing and re- renovating it. So a lot of that got blown off of there and some of the scaffolding. And then a car dealership with it in its path was just like, holy shit. I mean, you even know a person who worked there and they called him and said, don't bother coming back to work because... And it's awful. It's Well, I would tell you, uh, in- interestingly, uh, those that guy who, you know, he works for Riley Car Dealership. Mm-hmm. He actually said that, um, you know, they were told just don't come to work for the foreseeable future because the place is wrecked. And he also said that they're not like a, um, I said to him, well, wouldn't Ford or somebody like that sort all that out? And he's like, oh, no, they're just a family business. Yeah, it's a family. Yeah. The guy's grandfather, I think, started it. Right. So, so it's not sad. like, it's not like, oh, it's just a big Ford dealership no. owned by Ford. Chevrolet. But Chevrolet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's like... And it's unpredictable to an extent. We started hearing, I was asleep on the couch. And yeah, this like, is this the, is um, how effective <laughs> the uh, air raid slash um, tornado sirens are for Sid Talk. She, she's asleep on the couch. I'm watching the TV. And I say, I go, the sirens are going off. And you go, I'm sleeping. <laughs> and just kind of like, like. It could have been coming toward us. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay, again, I'm sleeping. <laughs> But, but um, we were already watching the weather, and it looked bad. And then as they carry on and on, you're like, uh, you're watching the map. We have a basement, and so we do have, in 30 seconds, we can be, here's what we would do. Unplug the hard drives, grab your mother's picture, and go downstairs. <laughs> I think that, that would be the plan, right? Because if everything else blew away, as meaningful as it can be in your life, it's just stuff. And you can replace everything except the photos and then your mother's wedding ring. And I would I think, make sure I had my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> glasses, medication, and family photos. So if you're going to make you a tornado kit, put a little Ziploc bag with medication for a couple of days at least. 
your Classic. most cherished memories, a hard drive or a memory card with memory with photos on it or something. Because those are really all that matters, you know, people and those very irreplaceable things. So if you look on um, Google, just look for Jefferson City Tornado and you'll see lots of pictures. It was pretty. It was oh, there's, awful. There's lots of videos on YouTube, too, as well. So. There's a few drone things now, I noticed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. There's no joking matter. The interesting part here, though, was um, this is how we experienced what we experienced. It was really stormy and it was thundering and lightning and really rainy. But then, all of a sudden, it was really quiet, like nothing happened. That's how it does it. Yeah, it was like it all just ended, like instantly. And we were like, whoa, is that it? <laughs> and it's then- the same as, you know, we're only um, Joplin, Missouri. It's also in Missouri that happened. Um, it was actually the anniversary of that. And it hit them a little bit as well, right? This one did, yes. And I do believe someone was injured or maybe even killed near Joplin. But, I mean, it was the anniversary of the one that killed 161 people. And on that day, I remember going to the grocery store and the sky here was so weird. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And we were both like, why does it feel so weird outside? And that was right when that was going on. I think on, you so. took pictures of the sky. You probably have them probably. in your folder, yeah. I mean, that's enough weather talk. but Well, not just weather talk. That was if a pretty- you start getting warnings... If the weather, just mind them, don't fall asleep on the couch because... Yeah, that's... The the siren that goes off is so loud, you can't not hear it. And it's really close to us, too. Mm. And you were just completely... It's not, actually, but that's how loud it is. It feels like it is. We used to live right next to one, remember? The apartment? Oh, my God. And they tested it every (laughs) Thursday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) And I worked night shift, so it was like, fuck. you're like, oh, good morning. (laughs) So this was the before the after the show discussion for the last week is a we're not biking because everything's flooded also in Jeff City, all the the roads out to the to the biking trail and in town there were floods even around my building I called to see if they needed extra help they said no they're good because we're a twenty four hour data center in a basement of a building right next to the river oh it's a great plan I thought um, we but also yeah, lots of flooding we went we actually went down the trail when we weren't supposed <laughs> to that day. It was blocked, but we went anyway. Yeah, so we went on the cycling trail, and we went all the way down to the bridge, and the water was level with the bridge. And that won't mean anything to you apart from the water is usually about 10 feet underneath the bridge. Yeah, it's a... it's a, Yeah. So we was like, whoa. <laughs> and we weren't supposed to be there. There was us, me, you, and two other ladies. Yes. That was it on the whole trail, it seemed. So, uh, yeah. Be careful out there. Be careful. It is tornado the season here in the you know, mid. It's changing, though. You know, the tornado alley used to be kind of up and down. You know, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Iowa, and then kind of up into the Dakotas and then trailing off before you get to Canada. Now it swoops to the east a lot. And they can even have tornadoes up northeast near, like, you know, in the direction of New York State, like up that direction. That's crazy. Nah, there's no climate changing. <laughs> and uh, be careful because the weather will that's kick your ass. That's my political statement for the day. Right? Be careful what? The weather will kick your ass. It will. There is no control it. Just be prepared if you can and be safe. And Don't be a gawker. Also, I've made a huge effort. Unless they needed me at work this week, I have not driven downtown. I understand that even some of our neighborhood people say we're going down to help with the cleanup. And while that sounds fantastic and very altruistic and very helpful, imagine 20,000 people ascending, descending upon Jefferson City downtown where there is, A, no parking at all. 
there is no parking in downtown Jefferson City. One parking garage and then streets where you'd have to park five miles away. Also, the debris and the people, and it's hot. It's been like 80 and 90 degrees. And I think that in a couple of weeks, when everything dies down, the news crew, the news crews go back to where they came from. And a lot of the big groups of people who've come from all over kind of leave and go on to their lives. Then the people will be like, well, we need people to come in our business now because we've lost all our business for a month and all that. So then I think that's a good time to keep up with the efforts to, you know, try to help people piece things back together. All right. So this is Saturday, May the 25th. This is after the show 583. We're a movie review podcast and we're going to look at a movie this week. It's called A Vigilante. It's a 2018 movie. You can actually get it on Blu-ray now from our friends at Lionsgate, who sent us a copy for review. It's rated R, so it's just for the adults. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of A Vigilante. I think it's in the title. <laughs> There's a vigilante. woman and uh, some really, really, really jerky people, and she's not standing for it anymore. And the law is not involved. No. All right, so A Vigilante... Um, what did you think? First off, you can go first. Uh, I liked it. I mean, it's hard to say you like a thing like this because it's quite disturbing and upsetting if it, you know, triggers any bad feelings in you about your life or whatever. But, um, I felt like it was gritty enough. Like they committed to the grit, but it wasn't like you said, atomic blonde, kind of like Jason Bourne, atomic blonde, kill bill level. You know? Yeah, not that at all. It was more like I could almost... Or what was that other one we just watched? Um, Peppermint. Yeah. It was a bit over the top as well. And yet she did her own. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) the the idea of a person training themselves to A, absorb a lot of abuse in a really terrible fight with another person and learning all kinds of fighting moves and self-defense. That's plausible. I mean, that's not just plausible. That happens in the real world, right? You could train yourself to be prepared to fight another person. Correct. Uh, whether they're bigger than you or, or defend yourself or whatever. It may not always be successful, but it's definitely reasonable to see these people. So she had that going for her, and it wasn't even over the top. It was just a reasonable, like the one dude in the suit. and I mean, he was just a jerk anyway, like a soft, weak piece of shit who was might be beating spoilers, up his wife. Spo- well, I mean, we're talking about abusers. And revenge. It is a revenge movie. Yeah. Um, and he's just a piece of shit anyway. So there's no way that even if his wife had fought back, she'd probably get the better of him if she was really prepared and determined because he was just nothing. Yeah. Explain what this lady's... She she does it for people, right? She's not just doing it for herself. We won't spoil her story. No. But yeah, she does it. Well, that's what a vigilante does. Right, some some of them do it just for themselves, though. They just, like, you know, I spit on your grave, for instance. Well, that's not a vigilante. That's just revenge. This right. is actual yeah, vigilante. vigilante. Yeah. It's like those guys in the, what they called in the 80s. And people like Well, all them. superheroes are vigilantes. Yeah, the ones in the subway. What the hell were they called? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm saying every single superhero is No, I'm is asking a vigil- you what those were called. I don't know. I mean, I do, but I don't. Pink- Something... There was, there was guys in the subway, and they you could go to them, and they'd help you out. Right. People called them vigilantes, but they they see, kind of saw themselves as some 
help group helping everybody. Right. I'll, it'll come to me. It there was will. there was a movie about them, I believe. <laughs> um. So yeah, I liked this movie. Were they the Black Panthers? No, no. Mm. I can see them. They kind of look like you know, like that movie, The Warriors, with the waistcoats on and the. Oh, I don't know. Like leather waistcoats. Maybe is I'm, this real or is this in a movie? No, it's real. Okay. Something angels. Mm. Guardian angels. Something angels. Hell's angels. No, not hell's angels. I don't know. It's a thing. New York subways, nineteen eighties. Guys like a like a like a club, like a gang. Okay. They'll kick people's asses for you and keep you safe. You know, vigilantes. So um, this movie I, I liked, but like you, I can't say I loved because it's kind of real serious movies. It's not like it's not. I, f- I felt almost like it's not really for entertainment. It's like a message, and it's like a catharsis kind of thing. True. You know? They actually used some real... What would you call that? Spousal abuse? No, not abuse just spousal victims. abuse. Abuse victim group. You know where you go to a group and you all talk, like an Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever. They actually used some real people in there, and they told their real stories. Well, one lady did, yeah. Now, what I felt about this movie, though, as well, is it's not super violent, if you think about it. No. Any of the scenes where she goes to, like, you know, do somebody over... She's not a killer, by the way. She actually makes that clear. She's not, like, killing thousands of people. She's just teaching people a lesson, basically. And she... I'd probably be more of a killer, to yeah, be honest. She's not, though, is she? She makes it clear that she's yeah. not. So when you hire her to... Maybe your husband's beating you up, she'll come around and maybe she'll beat him up and get rid of him. That'll be the way she deals with it, not kill him. But you don't really see it. It's like it's done in an interesting way. Like the one, you know, the she doesn't really do it that many times either, does she? It's not like full of no. Her going we doing can't really it. tell how many times she's done it. Like the second one she does with the lady in the kitchen. You don't even see what she does. No, you didn't see the first one either. No, well, you saw him get punched in the mouth just once, but then he was covered with blood. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit. She's yeah, so it's hardcore. Yeah, you understand that she's pretty violent, but you don't. It's not like Atomic Blonde where you see every punch and you see all the fighting. You don't. In fact, you don't ever see a. You see her beat some dudes up in a uh, out. You know, outside the bar when she's been drinking. But you don't. Re- it's not like a. It's not an action movie in that sense at all. Mm-mm. It's more of a, like some stuff happened and that will that will cut to the next scene and you'll see oh she's got bloody fingers or you know I like that. Yeah, I do too. That's what I'm saying. It's not as violent as you think it is going to be. But towards the end, I thought it it gets pretty intense and kind of Yeah. you know. When it's down to the the nitty-gritty. Yeah. We don't really want to spoil this. I think the story of her is the best story and it unravels slowly. You don't understand at the beginning why maybe you know it's quite. I think it's clear that something happened to her, because she wouldn't be Correct. doing it otherwise, right? But um, her story is the most interesting part. But telling you would make the movie kind of. You, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> well, that's the big core of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, has, there's nothing. No special effects to to um talk of. There's no. Uh, I don't know where it was filmed. It looked like it was filmed here. I said to you, this looks like Jefferson City, just like... Yeah, it's like Midwest. Yeah. Um, 
just that sad midwest, <laughs> yeah, kind of bleak and whatnot. But that goes with the theme, so that's acceptable. I liked that she's not, you know, like I was comparing to Atomic Blonde again. But she's not like there's no soup. She don't go super glamorous. It's not that. Just like this, you know, this woman, warts and all kind of thing. Absolutely. You know, sometimes she's not even wearing makeup or anything. You know, they don't sex her up so she can go and kill somebody <laughs> or go and beat somebody up. It's true. It's. I said to you, it feels just like I said. Uh, maybe there'll be like a per- people like this all over the place who are like you just don't know about it. Yeah, pissed off and they just want to write something and. And this seemed pretty real to me, even when she goes drinking in the bar or when she's just staying wherever she's staying and she's just like now other people would say oh god you know another woman out for revenge like that don't you agree somebody will think that i kind of like women out for revenge movies i always have (laughs) kill bill is one of my favorite ones what why why do you like that (laughs) i mean that's interesting but i don't know i like it i just i just think it like some people are offended like like blokes Probably the blokes that this uh, a vigilante lady would go and get. Those blokes. Would not like it. They'd be I mean, We don't know that, but... But, I mean, there's people who are like, well, women can't beat a man up. Oh, my dad used to say that about Charlie's Angels every single week. Right. Goddamn woman sitting... Uh, who's going to believe a goddamn woman's going to sit there and kick his ass? That's just a bunch of little shit. And there I am, about one foot away from the TV, which used to be a console TV on the floor. It was the early 70s, by the way, or the middle 70s. Um... Trying to block out him saying that. I still believed in the Charlie's Angels, though. Still did. Still do to this day. They could kick your ass. <laughs> but the thing is about, like, this thing that she learns, I can't... It's like a... Cav McGraw. Yeah. It's, you know, these, these like, um, what do you call them? Self-defense techniques. This one and others, it's often not all about strength it's about like are you can you outwit the opponent like, yeah if there's a big burly man coming towards you swinging his fists and that's all he's got he doesn't know anything he's just going to punch you with his fists if you know how to counteract that you could you could definitely win no matter who you are i mean i don't know that i've never been in that situation so i don't know if that's 100 percent true it's a nice thought um but i don't know if that's I think true. if you could outwit it though like if a big burly I mean, man can run away, you, sure. <laughs> well, not just run away. If he's going to try and punch you in the face and you sweep the leg, for instance. True. You know, like, because he wouldn't be expecting it and then he's down on his face, right? So it's sometimes about, like, you know, how fast you are or, like, whether you can outthink that person. So I don't, I think anybody could take anybody if, well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, eh, I don't know about maybe anybody. Maybe if Ivan Drago is coming at you down a back alley. Ivan Drago, really? <laughs> yeah, the real life Ivan Drago. Okay, not the guy no. who played him. And he's coming at you in the back alley, and he's he's been trained in boxing for years, and you know nothing. Maybe he'll just punch you in the face. This is when me running away wouldn't work because I wouldn't be able to run away, Cardio. so I, I'd be doomed. It always reminds me of the scene in Zombieland where it says. Where he's running, yeah, and then it goes cardio, like it comes up on the screen. He has like rules for zombie apocalypse, like and one of them's cardio. Good. Yeah, otherwise you're not getting anywhere. You're done. That'd be me. I would be the one who slows down the zombie horde for you, because I'd be lunch for at least a few minutes, uh, and then you could have time to escape. So f- you're welcome. Thanks. Sure. Anytime. I'll just get on my bike and ride. <laughs> <laughs> Bicycle. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say bye, Sid. 
<laughs> said Doug. They were like, thanks. You weren't even gonna, I'm just getting on my bike and going, I'm not even going to try to say Bye, sit up. Bye, sit up. <laughs> That's what I'd say. I'll sing while I'm riding oh away. Oh, my God. That's funny. Right. So, um, yeah, this movie, like, I also said this to you before. I, I in, enjoyed is not the right word again. I liked this movie, but I said to you, I can't wait to see like the one star reviews of this movie on IMDb <laughs> because I can I know what they're going to say before yep. it starts. Because it's a slower moving movie. It's um artistic in a way. There's a lot of like scene there's a lot of extended scenes of her just there's one where she's shaking her head. So that, you know, there's yep, dancing. One where she's dancing, one where she's The one where she's breathing though. I'm like I'm into that one. That breathing. makes total sense. She's in freaking pain, but she's just like I'm doing this. This is why I couldn't do it before is because I, like, you could just see what's going on in her mind. You There's know? one where she's just looking in the mirror at herself. Another little interesting thing, which I think you probably appreciated, was she she had to, she was doing like a disguise and she was just watching a YouTube video <laughs> yeah. of how to put on different makeup. And she didn't do a great job of it, which I also appreciate. Which, I thought which that again, was made it more realistic. Yeah. Right? And then there was another one where it was like... Um, you just heard it in the background, the YouTube t- tutorial she's watching. The lady said, we're going to do like a makeup look inspired by the 70s movie Valley of the Dolls. And then the next scene is her yeah. coming at you. And you're like, wow, yeah, that's Valley of the Dolls <laughs> with that hair. So, yeah, that, that was, there was things like that where I was like, yeah, that makes it really real. Because how many times do you want to, are you trying, well, not trying to make a disguise, but you like me, I was like, how do I fix uh, my bike? And then you go on YouTube, don't you? Immediately. That's yep. the only thing you think of. You go, is there a guy on air who fixes bikes? Because I can just take his knowledge and then go away with it. And it always works. So, um, Well, don't say that. It's not always successful, but we know what you're saying. Well, it generally works. If, uh, if I want to know something and I go on YouTube and there's a person showing me... Yeah, but you also go, oh, that guy's full of shit. Oh, that guy's full of shit. Oh, that's not, that's not right. Well, let's just, let's say the ones who are top of their field. If you usually go away with that knowledge, you will, um, you will succeed yeah, in Yeah, wasn't repairing. there a notorious computer building recently? Or not recently, but, you know, a few months ago where it was completely wrong and everybody gave him shit and... Yeah, those people who don't actually build computers, that was funny, yeah. They weren't, they weren't a computer building people. That was what was funny about it. They were a, like an IGN tech, not right. tech. But like, so if someone watched that thinking they were experts, they'd yeah. be screwed. But anyway, we all do use YouTube and the internet to learn things these days. Even, you know, like that. There's a there's so many makeup channels, isn't there, and stuff like that, you know, on, on YouTube. Oh, gosh, yeah. Here's how to look like a 70s if you ever person. meet me in person, you'll realize I don't use them. You, I didn't hear what? I don't use them. You don't use? I don't put on my makeup, so I don't use videos to tell me oh. how to put on makeup. Oh. Yeah. Have you not looked at me for the last 20 years? <laughs> don't you don't say. really put makeup on. Nope. Not much. So, uh, yeah, there's there's that. Makes it more realistic. There's just the fact that she's just this woman and she's got this shitty car. There's nothing glamorous about it, is there? No. She's not driving a Ferrari around or anything. She's in, you know, just some generic-looking old car that she's driving about. She's got, like, some money problems because of something that happened. There's the whole... It's the whole realistic scenario, I think. And uh, well portrayed. Anyway, I was going into the cast, and then I was like, oh, yeah, there was... There's not many people in this movie. It's mostly Olivia Wilde's film, right? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, she's on the screen, I would say, all the time, mostly. She's probably in yeah, every scene. I'd say. And uh, she plays Sadie. And like I say, I don't want to spoil like her story, because it's good. But um, I think she played it really well. It's I not guess. over the top. It's not like... Oh For us, God. it isn't, but, you know... It yeah. is, but to us, it I we're, our discussion. It's like all those things are plausible. Yeah, and it's not like she's Jason Bourne and she's the master of everything. No, like she can jump over a wall and all that sort of stuff. All the stuff she does to me is her main thing that she does is overcome pain, and I do believe that is a hundred percent possible for people because people do it and survive horrific things like. Uh, being beaten or lost in the woods or falling off a cliff. You know, people do survive horrible, wretched pain. And so that is the number one superpower I think she has in this movie, if she has one. I won't I won't spoil anything, but I'll say to you this. When you said, oh, she was really prepared, that scene was like, oh my God, that was like the bride with the legs thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, in the Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. You all know the scene in Kill Bill. My favorite. When she has... Uh, lost the use of her legs and she's still determined to drive the car away and she's move move <laughs> move yeah good one but in this is like oh my god this girl is hardcore <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um, i think that's an understatement but i agree yeah so i and think she's not a girl she's a woman she is and she played it really well um there's some good acting like some really dramatic scenes in this too i have to say the scenes with her. Very. Even the like I say that if you're going into this movie because it's called a vigilante and you're thinking that you're gonna, it's like Death Wish. She's going after like tons of people and you're gonna see her brutally like, you know, assault people. You're not. You're gonna see the aftermath of most of the things. You're just gonna see her turn up and then it, the deed's been done. You don't see it. So yeah. it's not that kind of movie. It's more of a thought-provoking art kind of movie. I think it's got a very artistic camera. And interesting choice of shots, like very long, like I say, those long shots that is going to bore people, where they're like... Uh, yeah, there will be people who find this movie very boring. I accept that. Where they they're will. like, uh, why are we watching a dance for like a minute in a hotel mm -hmm. room? Like, what, what's that adding to anything? Why is she breathing for a minute, like yeah. catching her breath so intensely? But I feel like I really got into her mind of like, I've just... I can't, the thing that usually would make me stop right this minute, I cannot allow that. Right. And if you understand pain and you understand what it is and it's not going to kill you right now and it's horrible pain, but it's not like you just gashed, you know, your head open and you're laying on a cliff or in the woods where you have nobody to help you or anything like that, where you, your brain and your body saying you're about to die because this, that's why you have so much pain, but this is more like she has to just overcome it. And I feel like those long, that two or three minutes where we watch her just. Oh, yes. That's it, isn't it? She's, <sighs> she's bending over to get oxygen into her brain. I mean, those are all methods you learn when you have really bad pain. So I I was into that. Yeah. So that is, you know, it's a it's different style to probably what you used to. But I still think it's really compelling and interesting and satisfying, too, I thought. It's actually. Oh, yeah. It's not like one of those like, oh, what really happened? Or let's just draw our own, we have to draw our own conclusion. There's actually a decent arc to the movie that you'll understand. Agree. Uh, Morgan Spector plays a husband. What do you think of him? I mean, he did a good job of being awful. <laughs> I mean, is it, he is more of a cartoonish 
yeah, I bad think guy so, than her being a cartoonish vigilante to me because he really went there with the like. To me, it was a bit over the top, and yet you have to understand why she has to do what she has to do. Yeah, and then I put nobody else down because there are other people in the movie, but not for long. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> and it's not because they get killed or whatever. It's because there's some talk that you know there's the there's the support group. Some of those people are not actors; they're real people. We did cat. We did notice the lady from the leftovers, the one that you did, don't like for some reason. I think because you don't like the character in the leftovers. <laughs> yeah, You're like, oh, it. that that evil looking lady in the in the leftovers. That is know. it. Um, but yeah, it's not. There's not a lot of people in this movie, so if you like, I mean, Olivia Wilde, you're going to see a lot of her. It's directed by Sarah Dagger Nixon, and this is a first movie actually, and I think it's a well done first mm-hmm. job of a movie. It's really. It's a interesting. I liked the the music choices were good. That music that's kind of like it's like a drum beat, but it's like rattling, and it makes you feel kind of uneasy when some of the stuff's happening. Definitely. Um, it's got. I think the cinematography for it being a real ordinary looking place where I was like, oh, this just this looks like I just stepped out of my house and it's just over there. I think it was really interesting to look at because it was like. This bar that she went in was like, oh yeah, there's a bar like that over there, like mm-hmm. in a in a old. Absolutely, you know, it's like in a strip mall kind of deal. Like the it's abandoned just ski lodge, I thought was pretty freaky because, like, this is the shittiest ski lodge I've ever seen, but it was abandoned. Yeah, <laughs> like before they got it finished, so that was the backdrop for our you know big thing. But filmmakers love uh, going in abandoned things because mm-hmm. it is always interesting. You know, it's like. Wow, here's a mall, for instance, that nobody's been in for 20 years. And it is compelling, because your mind starts to wonder to, like, why is this abandoned? Yeah. <laughs> why Why does no one ever go here anymore? Yeah, so, yeah, like a interesting-looking ski lodge that you could actually renovate, but, like, you're inside it, you're like, wow, this has been left. So, um, IMDb reviews, let's go on. All Every right. week when we look at a movie, what do we do? What do you do? I don't. You do it. Because I couldn't give a shit about what people think. <laughs> you go out. <laughs> no offense to anyone listening to this to see what we think. I don't read any reviews of anything except a very expensive product that I might purchase. Even then, I will ask a real person like you or someone else about it. Um, your reviews that you're about to read are the one-star reviews that you find on IMDb by people who... Don't usually, we won't say 100%, because there have been a couple where they've explained themselves, that they have no actual reasons, like technical, artistic, creative Im- improvements that could have been made for the movie. They just go on to their phone, panically typing, logging into IMDb and saying, this was a waste of my time, period. Worst movie I've ever seen, Period. So, well, that's my voice for them. You like to give them funny voices. Interestingly enough, this movie, A Vigilante, it doesn't have many reviews. So, I mean, actually, the Blu-ray is probably not out yet. It's probably not out till next week. But it was in theaters. It was in theaters, but does that mean not many people want to see it? There are only six of these one-star reviews when usually there are hundreds, right? So Okay. All right, so number one in the um, terrible, people <laughs> who think this movie's terrible reviews... Is um, DS and Quist says, 
Too much moaning and groaning during the movie by Sadie. A confusing storyline and she delivers justice we don't get to see. Boring. Of course. Then we've got Maurizio Spirus Metal. Getting easier to say. Loving how you use their name, which I don't think is appropriate, but hey. Go for well, it. I think, you know, we should showcase these fine individuals. No, they're just people who have an opinion. They're not choosing for you to tell it. For this, I'll read this one as wrote. As written. One of the most boring movie ever. <laughs> Sadie is one of the most annoying, pathetic, and whining character I ever seen. Oh my. Do yourself a favor and go see another movie. This one is gonna boring you to death. <laughs> They're a little auto-type, autocorrect villain there, weren't they? <laughs> All right. Uh, it is not. I can understand why people think it would be boring, because it isn't. Number three. It isn't Charles Bronson. From Travism44784. God. An- another man-hater movie. Boring and predictable. Tried too hard to be peppermint. Terrible movie. Terrible. It wasn't really trying to be peppermint. Is that the only other woman? <laughs> I think it was trying not to be peppermint, actually. Hmm. Peppermint's like big holly, you know, like a Hollywood crazy. She comes at them with assault rifles and everything. This is not that at all. It's not a man-hater movie. There's a character in the movie and there are other characters represented in the movie. Not just men. The it's one, definitely not. One was a mother of young boys who was absolutely right. horrendous. It's just about people who abuse. And if you look at statistics and if you want to look at the entire fucking world, I don't give a shit if it takes you 20 years to compile every number from every country and every culture and every level of socioeconomic lives, you will find that the majority of reported and or convicted Abuse cases, murder by spouse, murder by family are going to be done by men. And if you have a problem with that fact, that's your own, that's just your your heads up your own ass. If you think that's not a reality, that's a reality. So if you want to start having a bunch of females abusing their husbands in movies, you just write it, get your fucking money and go to Hollywood and make it. Make it and make it and make it. And then when someone says, oh, what are the statistics on this? Because this is another woman hating movie. You can come up with your own facts to support it. I just hate that bullshit. It's not a man-hating movie. It's based on real life. Maybe not her, specifically, and what she's done with her, you know, need to be a vigilante. But that's a fact of life. If you don't like it, then just find another planet. Because <laughs> it's not going to be any different, no matter where you look. Um, if you're a good guy, like A. Scully over here, or many of the men that I've ever known in my life. That's awesome. You know, make more of yourselves. Promote that. Well, don't knock the people who point out to you that there are a lot of men in the world, a lot of people and a lot of men who are angry, violent, disgusting human beings. That's just, that is a fact as well. But there's, I don't know if there's more good than bad because I haven't met all 8 billion people, but... I say no, there's more good than bad. (laughs) Melissa Oakes says... Oh, Melissa. Come on, Melissa. Absolutely one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. (laughs) How did anyone enjoy this? I need whatever drugs they are on because there is not a normal brain in the world that would sit through this whole movie. Where the hell do they get these movie directors? (laughs) Oh, what's wrong with our brains then? (laughs) We sat through the whole... I really don't 
agree with that position. And then finally, Mitt Ocon says, I can't help but feel offended by this movie. This needs to have a warning for people who are actually in a domestic violence situation. Most of us don't have a rich husband and expect to be rescued by another abuse victim. Abuse and torture comes in so many forms and it's barely touched on here. I mean, that's not something to mock because that's a reasonable assessment, I'm I think. I'm just reading the... Uh... You're reading it, though, as a mocky thing, whereas I don't disagree with their point that they're trying to make. Um, it is true that not everyone is rich and can have these resources, but she also makes it very clear she's not taking money always, and sometimes she just has people give her food if she has to do it. In fact, they make a point of that. I think what they're that. pointing out is that she's going to get... She's looking for some sort of money from the end of her they marriage. They make a point in the movie of her saying... She even says... I, um. I don't. I hate even taking this from you. Yeah. And at some point, I'm. I, I don't want to. I wish I didn't have to. Yeah. Because she's actually financially not that well off as yet. Correct. So, but I do point? agree. This is not a realistic situation. My mother, my dad was very abusive for almost all of my life. My mother stayed married to him for 46 years. As a child, she would cry on the edge of my bed. Why doesn't he just change? Why doesn't he just change? And I would say, let's just go to grandma's. I'd be like 10 or 11 years old. Let's just go to grandma's. Let's just go. Let's just get in the car and go, no, no, he'll just be mad. So that went on and on and on. Long after we were all adults, you and I were already married, something happened. And she said she looked at him and he was still being an asshole and was like, oh, I can't put up with this anymore. And then that was it. The switch had flipped. She made arrangements. She moved out from where they lived and said, you have 30 days, I'm moving out. And then that was it. So I understand that not every situation is like, dun, 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 dun. I'm going to turn into Superwoman and get my children and myself to safety, just like they do in Hollywood. It doesn't work like that. But if the nugget of information that you get is just that if you're watching it, and you're like, oh my god, that is exactly A, what I'm going through, and B, what I would love to be able to do, then you're identifying with another human being who has either experienced that or the writers and the director have talked to other people to let you know you're not alone. If that's the only thing that's realistic that you can take away, then that's... I'm moving on to the extras on this Blu-ray. There is one. It's called Catharsis, Creating a Vigilante. And... um, it's quite clear that the filmmaker and Olivia Wilde and everybody actually involved were very serious about the, you know, what they were talking about. Yeah. Like, they really wanted to use real victims there. They wanted to be realistic and not be like, you know, Peppermint's not realistic when people are comparing it. Peppermint, she drops through a roof and kills like like 10 gang members True. with a shotgun. What that is is like... Like, fantasy. It's just like every superhero movie. Now, Iron Man, who built a robot while he was in captivity in a cave by terrorists and people who want to bring down Western society, and then he comes out in a big machine and is able to blow up everybody, and then goes on to create another machine to save the day all the time. Does that sound realistic to you? No. But the concept is, if people are trying to push you down, you are not 100% powerless. And we would all love to be Iron Man or Captain Marvel or Captain America with a shield and a thing and the, the ugh, you know, that moment, the hero moment. Dun, 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 I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> like, that's that's what it's doing. I yeah. think those movies like, what are you, I forget, I keep forgetting the name of it. Peppermint, Peppermint. or Atomic Blonde, you know, just that, like, the sense of 
the release in a fictional way of something you would or actually taken, like to do. For instance, any true, like all the, you know, those kind of movies where it's like yeah, something he had, happens. He did have very special skills. <laughs> yeah, something happens, and we, it's like a fantasy, a revenge fantasy, though, because it's like unrealistic most of the time. Yeah, not going to happen. But no. see, people don't complain about those. Nope, they don't because it's action packed. Well, because it's well, I won't say it because it'll be controversial. We're so used to seeing men be the heroes that when they are, with a little sidekick maybe, or a side hero that's also a woman, or a side hero of another race, that's acceptable, but not when they're the main one. <laughs> well, things are changing. Yes, I agree. So, um, the, the extra is actually pretty good. It's not just like a fluff piece. There's lots of interviews with the director lady and Olivia Wilde, and you can it's clear that it's very, they're very serious about this project. Yeah. And it's her, the director's first project, so she's never made a movie, so that must have been interesting as well. Like, it's the whole thing. So that's it, though, for the extras, just that one thing. So, um, yeah, like we said earlier, like I said, I enjoyed this movie, but I can clearly see that it is not for everybody. And the people in the one-star reviews in IMDb, I can see why it's not their type of movie. Because it, sure. it's slower. It requires... It's a bit of a challenge. Something of you. Yeah. And, you know, it's quite harrowing, I, I would say. You know, there are moments where you're like, holy crap. They, and yes, heavy if subject. you are a person who is an abuser, like you know it, you know you're an asshole. At the end of my father's life, he's passed since, and we've had lots of discussions about his behavior all those years. He knew it all the time. What he was doing... He didn't understand the complexities of why he was that way, but he knew what he was doing every single time. And then he just felt like he had to dig himself out of a hole every time. So, you know. Yeah. It is a touchy subject. I wouldn't want to watch it if you think watching it with your abusive other person is a good idea to, you know, no, it isn't. I don't think. No, but it touches a real thing absolutely and uh could you know it definitely would spark conversations and uh those are the films worth rooting for <laughs> so yeah i like i said not in, can't say enjoyed it but i definitely say it's a, i appreciate what it took to put that together yeah definitely and it's really nice to look at and kind of jarring at times so um Thank you to Lionsgate for letting us review the movie. Uh, next week, we're also reviewing another Lionsgate movie, The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Do you know mm. who Sharon Tate is? I mean, if it's... I don't know what it's about. I mean, Sharon Tate, I thought, was the lady who was murdered by the Charles Manson people. Roman Polanski's woman? Right. And that she was pregnant when the Charles Manson group murdered yes. her and her baby. Okay. It is her. So this is a... Fictional story about Fictional, her? I believe, yes. Okay. Yes. No, I don't know anything about it except that's who I know she is. Yeah. Hilary Duff plays Sharon mm -hmm. Tate. So, and it, from the cover, it looks like, you know, like a crazy 70s movie. Yeah. Like it's done in that style. But yeah, I think fictional. I don't think Sharon Tate was haunted. I mean, I don't Or know. maybe it's about haunted by, like... The memory of her. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. It's a horrible story. It is. So yeah, we'll look at that next week. The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Uh, another Lionsgate movie. I said to you earlier, I appreciate Lionsgate because there are movies that come out of there, Lionsgate, that you're like, yeah, like some ballsy movies. like <laughs> You know, like it's not something that's made like like this one 
to be a super commercial success or anything. They know it's, people aren't standing up at the end going, yeah. Yeah, it's more yeah. like, no, somebody wants to tell this story and we're going to allow them to. Like, we're going to fund it, you know? Yeah. Like, I do like that. that They're not just a, you know, we make the Hunger Games, that kind of thing. It's like, no, we make a lot of... Do they make the Hunger Games? Do Yes, they do. They did. Well, they, they don't do. anymore because it's over. But <gasps> The Hunger Games is over. Harry Potter is over. Is Harry Potter ever over? It's not over, is it? Because, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> because every year there's one of those um, Fantastic Beast movies. Like a side shoot. Yeah. So, um, movie recommendations. At this point in the show, we recommend you a couple of movies. And I usually go off based off this movie. So, we mentioned these two movies. Peppermint, I did enjoy it. And it's very recent in my mind. But, yeah, it's, there's nothing realistic about that one. It's kind of crazy. And Atomic Blonde is even crazier, but I appreciate it in the way I appreciate Kill Bill. Exactly. Or Jason Bourne, even. you know, it's Or like, any of the big action flicks. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of just a crazy, like, whoa, cool music, like, slow motion, crazy fighting. Again, it taps into our... I don't think it's a need because it's in it's movies are invented. Storytelling is what it is, but storytelling is has been around forever. So in your life, you may feel powerless and we don't have superpowers. So when you see someone, you can vicariously kind of get that like, Oh, you know, stories have been doing that forever. I assume. Yeah. Um, what's she called? Charlize Theron. She's amazing in that movie. Yeah. And, um, she's hardcore. Do you remember what her name was? Tommy Bond. I always remember. No. Lorraine. Oh, oh, that's your mother's name. <laughs> it is. That's why I remember that she was called Lorraine. So, um, yeah, there you go. And yours are? Mine. Yours are um, much weirder than mine. Weird. But probably more oh, up my street. The movies are weird. probably yes. more up my street than yours. <laughs> yes, they're, no, I, I, again, these are movies that when you say you enjoy them, do not assume there's something socially unacceptable, unacceptable about us because they are boxing Helena and secretary. And now, I, I said to you one, I, I'm, I've always been a David Lynch fan. And I said to you, have you seen him? It's that's not, probably enough for most people to go. Ugh. I said, have you seen a movie called boxing Helena? And you're like, no, I've never heard of it. And I, we watched it and you were like, and I was I, like, I holy was, shit. <laughs> and I then, love weird stuff. So yeah, I was on board. And I, You'd never seen, you'd never really seen twin peaks. Had you? And you watched that. I'd watched it, but you know. Not fully, like in a Correct. full session of watching. There was a lot of it I did not remember. Yeah. But I think you appreciate, I really appreciate like effed up weird Lynch stuff. And Boxing Elena was made by Jennifer Lynch. But, um, and it's just as messed up as, but yeah. It, yeah. The concept. Uh, what and it is like, if you talk about abuse and someone holding someone captive, it is taking that concept literally and not. Like in a cage. So There's, we're not saying anything about it. It's boxing Helena. It kind if you of like tells you. weird, unsettling <laughs> things that if you watch it with certain people, they'll think you are a serial killer or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll think like, why would you enjoy? This is not right. They, like they won't want it even in their head. That goes the same for secretary because it is an effed up. It's got an old icon from the 80s. What's his name? James Spader. James Spader. And, and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Correct. And uh, it is also, it's the same. You, If you watch it with some people, they would probably just be looking at you the whole time. Like, why are you having me watch this? But it is, again, another form of abuse, manipulation, mental control, and also 
the untouched side of things where, and this isn't everyone, there will be humans who are like this. So do not, I'm not saying this about every victim of every domestic violent situation uh, uh, in any way, shape, or form. However, it touches on the idea that there are some people, while one person likes being the sadomasochistic person and cause pain, that the other person happens to also feel alive when they're receiving the pain. And that's where this movie goes. Like, you're not sure if she does or not, you know? And he also feels horrible when he's, he acts weird. So it's just, they're both weird, but boxing Helena and secretary. Yeah. Secretary is like 50 shades of gray, but 50 times better. 50 times. Oh, there you go. You can put that on your cover. The secretary. It's like 50 shades of gray, but 50 times better. We don't know we didn't watch Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I know all I know from watching the trailer, and the trailer was pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> you know. In, in fact, it's like Secretary, actually, come to think of it. James Spader is a weird sadomasochist-type guy, and yeah. she kind of attracted to him and then gets into his fun and games, right? But in a different way. <laughs> Which is yeah. what Fifty Shades of Grey is all about, too. And whether, you know, one one person is consenting yeah. all the time or maybe not, uh, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's our weird um, two big commercial movies for you and two less commercial movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what movies, what games have been playing this week? Been playing uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, my nephew uh, loves Kingdom Hearts, right? So I got him Kingdom Hearts 3 to play. You've seen some of this game too, right? Mm-hmm. What I will tell you about Kingdom Hearts is... How long ago did this game come out? Like about two months ago. Oh, okay. That'd have been a long time. Okay. No. This year. So, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the sequel to Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, which came out at least 10 years ago, if not longer. And he played them as a kid, didn't he? Yeah. kid. So, he has a fondness, because he's what some of the first video games he really played. Um, 13 years ago, remember? Yeah. You're right. Um. So he was excited to play the new one. I think he really likes it, too. Well, he did just graduate from college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to postgraduate school to be, like, a professor in things like classical studies and Greek and yeah. Latin. So it's, you know, he's... Uh, but he loves Kingdom Hearts, Deb, you do on the couch laughing and giggling at <laughs> Mickey and Donald Duck and, like, him getting frustrated about not killing those little ghosty things. It's really funny. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is um, a Disney and Square Enix... Adv- like collaboration so it features like characters from final fantasy kingdom hearts created characters by square they all look like square characters they wear like long black jackets and they've got spiky hair and then disney characters are in there and there's lots of them how good was that toy story world yeah it was good that's when i fell asleep just like toy story (laughs) i mean i'm amazed like you watch the movie toy story back in the day when it came out and you were like, oh my god, nothing could look better than this. And now, like, the PlayStation's just doing Toy Story. Like, it just looks the same. Like, it, it's the same level of animation. It's the same resolution. It's just amazing that they can do it now in real time. Um, don't ask me the story of Kingdom Hearts. I have no idea what's going on. No, I was totally, totally, totally no confused. I look at it on a really basic level. Oh, here's an, here's the next level. It's Toy Story. I can I can get behind. Okay, there's a there's a basic plot here for toy the Toy Story level in that 
when our heroes arrive in Toy Story, there's Woody and there's um, Buzz Lightyear, and there's a peril. They've lost some of their friends, and we have to find them. That's the I can get behind that. But then when like the Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy people turn up, and they've all got the same name, <laughs> yeah, that could be a game in its own. Yeah, it could. The Kingdom, uh, the little dude and Donald and Goofy coming to help them save their friends. That's enough. Yeah, I like you that. You take bit. out the Final Fantasy part for me because I get really confused. And I, I am one to not get confused by things, and I have no idea. This, this characters. I was trying really hard to. I was like, okay, I'm listening to all the name. I'm reading every subtitle, and I'm, it was done. And I was like, what the? What is going on? I think on? that's its mo. I think they just want to confuse you. There's like, there's like a guy, and he turns up, and he's wearing a black jacket, and he's got some spiky hair. And there's another guy with an eye patch who looks just like him. So sometimes you're like. Is that the eye patch guy, or is that the guy? <laughs> and then there's another guy who turns up who looks just like those two guys, and his name is very similar to their guys. If one's called Xes, the, this one's called Xts, and you're like, I don't know who's who. I don't care anymore. Like, can we get back to Goofy and Donald? Because at least I know who they are. You know. So Kingdom Hearts is a weird mixed thing. It always has been, but I do appreciate how they do the Disney worlds. I um, I'm just not that into the Square Enix thing. That is tacked. It's not tacked on. It's all mixed into it, isn't it? It's it's all one thing. So you could enjoy it if you're a Disney fan, and if you're a Disney fan, you're waiting for the Final Fantasy bits to end, and if you're a Final Fantasy fan, you're probably waiting for the Disney bits to end. So it's kind of for everybody. <laughs> it makes everybody miserable for a few minutes every time. I gotta say time. though, the improvement in graphics and sound and everything over those years from the last game to this one, it starts off with like a recap of the last game. You won't know what happened. Even after watching the recap, you'll be like, I don't get it. But the recap is obviously the old game. What's the fun part? What? Of the game. What's the the good part? The fun part. Well, this recap thing is it shows you the recap of the old game. And you're looking at the old game's graphics and you're like, I still look pretty good. It was like Disney and it looked good. And and then it cuts to the new game and you're like, holy crap. The new game is just like watching a Disney cartoon. It's no different. It's just... You know, so good quality. Like the fun part of the game is the actual gameplay: running around, killing the enemies with the keyblade. It's like swiping and using your magic. And there's summons in these games, like there is in the Final Fantasy games. And the summons are really interesting in this game because they're all based on Disney theme park rides. So there's like roller coaster and what else is it? The pirate ship, the teacup ride. And all the summons are Disney theme park rides, which I thought was really clever to incorporate Disneyland into into it in some way. Uh, One of the summons is Wreck-It Ralph. He builds a load of stuff and then smashes it down. You know, they incorporate so many different... They even incorporated Tron, my favorite thing, into the second game. But I don't believe Tron is in this one. So that's Kingdom Hearts 3... We also watched the Game of Thrones finale. I loved it. We're big fans of Game of Thrones. Well, um, define. Well, I, I would say I am. I mean, I. Have but the people who the... think who want to constantly control it and criticize it, they think of themselves as the big fans. I think when you're a fan of something, you understand that the person, the people creating it, have their own vision and their own ideas. This is not the book. This is not the author of the book, et cetera, et cetera. And if you do not like it, 
when it's over or every episode or anything. You might not like where they put a tree next to a castle. Who knows? Then I will say what the guy said when they interviewed him and he said, make your own goddamn show. <laughs> Write yeah. your own books. Well, what we're referring to here is people moaning about how it ended. Everything, though, these days. Come on. People moan about it. Since even going way back to The Sopranos, people moaned about the ending, didn't they? Oh, God. I mean, that's what I was thinking today. When I would watch, you know, let's say, like, Brady Bunch. <laughs> right? When that ended, what happened? There was no ending. It was just... It was just the last Those episode. shows didn't end. But, right. I mean, what I'm saying is you watched it, and it entertained you, and you moved on with your life. You know why? Because it's a fucking TV show, and it is not your life. It does not define you. It does not define anything about you unless you're using it as an example to inspire you to write your own book or your own TV show. Talking about it, discussing your differences, all cool. Everybody's done it forever, I'm sure. Sports, entertainment, movies, books, even everything, right? But my God, committing so much of your time and your life, not just to discuss it like you and I may disagree on something and be like, oh, nope, I don't agree with that. It's more like, they have this weird, obsessive, control freak problem, you know? And then it actually impacts their life. Well... I don't get it. The, you know, I was watching the final and I was like... Um, stuff happened in the final. We won't, we won't spoil it. You might not have seen it yet. Um, I did... You know, I don't care. Because I, I liked I liked overall how it ended up. There's yeah, never, you're it. never going to love everything. I loved it. Yeah, well... I was happy with it. There are certain things where I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But hey, whatever. It's their story, not mine. And then it finished. And I was like, every week when Game of Thrones was on, it was like some epic. I was watching like dragons flying over cities. and Exactly. (laughs) You know, it was like some, it was just an epic. You don't see anything like that. You really don't see anything like that on TV. And for its ups and downs, if you think of it that way. It was an amazing thing that lasted eight years, right? I mean, if you like fantasy stuff and you like castles and knights and... I mean, what what is the on TV that's like that? Nothing. And it, I feel like it succeeded in what it was supposed to be, right? It got so big, like that's the fifth episode of this last season with uh, Daenerys on the dragon and King's Landing and all that. It's crazy. It's like watching going watching a movie, right? Exactly. I mean, it's not like it, it doesn't feel like a TV show. It feels like you're watching a feature film. So I really liked it. Because we appreciate that. I mean, I will say about a movie like, oh, I really hate the ending or the story isn't very good. And then two seconds later, I'm completely and utterly over it. We will I- not discuss this movie again today. Again, probably. Unless it just crops up when we're discussing other movies in comparison. We will not go on and on and on and on and on and on about it. We will not go out to places and post things about it. It's over and done with. Just leave it and move on and hope because, you know, Game of Thrones didn't exist before it existed. And then you've devoted so much of your life to it. Something new will come along. Just keep looking forward. That's what I say. And I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you I'm different to you in that respect because uh, Twin Peaks is always on my mind. Always. Like, (laughs) I can't let it lie at all. It's just... I read the book. I look at it a bit more. It's not on your mind as in you want to talk to David Lynch and tell him how to change it. No, I just want him to... I I want more of it. I want to watch it again. I am... It's very intriguing to me. I don't know what it is about it. The whole whole aesthetic of it just, like, makes me feel happy or something. (laughs) That's funny for someone to say about it. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying though? Yep. Like, as soon as the music starts, be it the new series or the old ones or the movie, it's like, oh, I'm going to Twin Peaks. Like, I, I love it. I, I just want to be in Twin Peaks for a bit, you know? It's always always has been like that for me, that that show. Especially this, we need to rewatch the new show soon. Because we didn't, at the time, we watched the new, the third season, the new one. And then we went back and watched season one and two, which you hadn't seen yet. Yeah. And then I said we we, we should rewatch three, like, uh, you know, because how could we have took it all in when it was on? I mean, there's so much to it. So we need to rewatch that at some point. But uh, Game of Thrones ended satisfactory for us. I'll miss it. I'll miss it. <laughs> But you're not. Say- we're not saying that that's the end of Game of Thrones. Of course it isn't. There'll be more. Why? Because HBO made so much money from it. They're going to mm. make more money from some other version of Game of Thrones. Right. The other thing I want to say is the trailer for Westworld 3. Oh, my God. <laughs> like I said, sometimes I can predict things. I'm, I am like Bran the Broken, right? Are you? You know well, the, all of everything. The, I predicted the end of Game of Thrones somehow. You did. Like, and I'm well, not you saying just, you just told everybody you said you weren't going to spoil it. Well, I didn't. Um, I'm, I, only if you draw attention to what I said would you would that spoil it. Or if you're listening to what you're saying. <laughs> but um, it wasn't like I predicted it like a week ago. I predicted it ages ago. I was you like, did. I think this might happen at the end. <laughs> um, and the other thing is Westworld. The trailer for the new Westworld. I I predicted that also last season. True. At the be- I said, wouldn't it be great? Spoilers if you've not seen Westworld, but the the trailer is out there. Wouldn't it be great if it's not Westworld anymore? If we're not in Westworld and we're in just the world that people vis- people in this world visit Westworld to get away from their shit. <laughs> wouldn't it be great to just be in that world? Because. What's so bad about that world that people have to go to Westworld to, to you know, live out their shit, live out their, like, what's our world like in this time? And that trailer, <laughs> it's like Blade Runner City. They read your mind. It's a bit Blade Runner-ish, like, because it's kind of futuristic. There's neon everywhere. It looks awesome. Jesse from Breaking Bad is the star, which we, you might not have knew, but I knew, because Christopher Nolan yeah. took him on. And, you know, you didn't know who that was and neither did I. The trailer's not done particularly well because there's a scene at the end of the trailer which is a big reveal that is hard to, like, pick up on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I had to, we had to go and look it up and then go, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm in for that season of Westworld. Westworld is one of the best things HBO have done. Do you agree? Um... As far as completely capturing my attention and as soon as the music starts, me wanting to just like melt into it for that time, yes. It's it's on the Game of Thrones level for me. It's, it's you know, it's very exciting when it comes on. And uh, I will also say that about Deadwood, which is also coming on very soon. Deadwood is crazy good. (laughs) Well, we don't know yet. We haven't seen it. No, I mean, just in general, like what we've seen of it. The True. three seasons we saw. So, um, yes. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Deadwood was a series on HBO from, what, 10, 15 years ago? It's it been got, a while. It got cancelled uh, at the end of its third season. Not because it was bad. because It was something to do with budget issues on the show. They had a disagreement. But all these years later, in 2019, next week, I believe... 
HBO are airing the Deadwood finale, which is odd because it's so many years later. And um, it's a feature-length movie. It's like 90 minutes, but it's going to cap off Deadwood. If you are a Deadwood fan and you saw all of season three, it never really ended. It didn't really have a... So, well, guess what? They're going to show this, aren't they? It's going to have an end into it, and then people are going to complain, right? Is that what's going to Oh, happen? God, yeah. They're going to go, Oh, hell you should yeah. have just left it as it was. We didn't need the end. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, we're getting more Deadwood, which I, it's crazy. It's a show that just disappeared years ago, and now it's back for one night only. So what's for dinner, Sid Talk? Tonight, we're going to have salad and some chickpeas cooked up somehow. Yeah, I like those chickpeas that you do in the oven or something. Yeah, I'm not going to take that much time it's good. for these. They but what like I will a- be doing is the chickpeas in a pan with some seasonings, and then um, later we'll have pie and ice cream. Oh, yum. Not homemade. That's store- And not ice cream, because I don't eat ice cream. No, it's uh, coconut, coconut milk. Yep. Stuff. Coconut milk ice cream. Um, it's delicious. Yeah, and I'm not a massive fan of coconut, to be honest, but it's really good. Something to do with the temperature of it. <laughs> ice cream, yeah. That's yeah. All that often is that has a lot to do with it. So what's your uh, advice before we leave? Um, my advice is to always go to the discount rack of any store, like Garden Center. Just saying. I was looking for, I know it's really uh, mundane and not very deep advice this time. What happens if you're not into gardening? If you're not into gardening, then skip over this or apply it to whatever thing that you are into, even though it probably doesn't apply quite so drastically. I was looking for two hanging plastic bowls with the hook on them, just cheap ones, to hang from a couple of hooks that I have. And they were like six bucks each. And like, it's a shitty piece of plastic bowl with a shitty hook. And I'm, then I'm thinking, okay, I could just make this myself. I've got wire. I've got a couple bowls. You know, I like to twist wire and make it artsy. I can do that myself. Taking the advice of the guys who said, write your own TV show, right? If I don't like the pot on sale, I'll make my own. But then I went to the discount rack, which they shoved to the back of the garden center outside of Lowe's all the way to the back. You wouldn't know it's the discount rack. It's just sitting there. It almost looks like the rack that they're about to go throw out. Because <laughs> everything's like half dead. And these were crammed up in there. There were two hanging pots that were twelve ninety eight originally with petunias. For God's sake, petunias are like the easiest, cheapest thing to grow. And they were on sale for $2. And I was like, oh. So the petunias are half alive, half dead. And I get the pots. Oh. That's like, like, oh, one of those moments. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> now I was like, and then when the checkout, she rang it up for me. Of course, I go to self-checkout and she comes up and she goes, hun, those aren't going to ring up over here. You're going to have to have me do it. And I'm like, what the fuck is the point of self-checkout? If there are products, I cannot self-checkout. I didn't say that to her, but that was going through my head. So she takes me up there, she rings it up, and then it popped up on her screen. I could see it said, get attention, or attention manager need approval. And I'm like, oh, but I was looking at the thing, confirming that I wasn't wrong about the price. She goes, oh, no, hon, when things are marked down this much, we need manager approval, because that's an awful lot. And I'm like, yeah, that kind of goes to show you, you were selling it for $13, and now you're selling it for 2 Yeah, correct. How much did that freaking basket make, cost to make? About 20 cents. <laughs> it's a little bit of dirt, some cheap seeds. 
and a plastic pot that'll probably not last through the whole summer. So that's my advice. Go to the discount rack, dig around. Don't matter if you think people think you're a cheapskate, whatever. It's not their money. If they want to buy you a $6 pot, let them. All right. So just go to acecully.com. You can find out about this podcast. You can read our reviews. You can listen to the podcast. All the information was in the beginning of the show. You can catch Sid Talk on Instagram. Catch me on the email, acecully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. <laughs> and um, finally, I want to say, stay classy, Mr. Quentin Tarantino. If you haven't seen it yet, go and watch the trailer on YouTube for his new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, starring Brad Pitt and Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio. It's out in July, and um, it looks very good. Talking of Sharon Tate, I believe she's in the movie. Not Sharon Tate, but a character called Sharon Tate. Oh, right. Because it's around that time, you know? Okay. So, uh, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's new movie, coming soon. Also with Kevin Smith's daughter. Yep, she's in there too. Stay classy, Mr. Quentin. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. If you don't do it, someone will do it for you.